What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. So I love to order things online. I may have a shopping addiction, but my things have been backed up. I get updates saying, hey, sorry, shipping delays or things like that. Well, I just read that the Port of L.A. is shifting to be open 24-7, so operations will not be closed to ease the shipping backlog. I'm still down with this because I order a lot of things, and I like getting my things on time. Uh, Yeah, well, there's been a huge problem in general, right? Like, things because of the pandemic have been slowed. I mean, they're a lot faster than they were at one time. Um, But, I mean, whether it's things that you're shopping for, whether it's retail items, whether it's parts, right? Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Our dishwasher just busted the other day, okay? And so we had a plumber come and check it out, and he's like, the motor's broken, this, you know, like, and he's like, basically, the parts, it'll cost, uh, you know, like, four or 500 bucks or whatever to fix the parts. Um, but he's like, the parts could be on back order because of all the issues that we're having getting parts. Um, so it could take like, you know, he's like the worst case scenario it could take like a month or longer. And the, the guy was like, dude, I mean, honestly, like I'd love your business, but you might be better off just buying a new dishwasher yeah. <laughs> from like Lowe's or Best Buy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to end up doing because yeah, it, it's a problem all across the board. So the fact that some of that seems to be being expedited is, is certainly good news for mm-hmm. sure. Had the same problem recently. My washing machine broke, you know, and I was like, um, I'll get by. I mean, it's, it works like half the time. And then what would happen is, is that every time I'd go in to take out the laundry, it was so heavy and soaking wet that it would take like five hours in a dryer. I'm like, okay. So I call this guy, he comes to my house he looks at the washing machine, tells me what he thinks wrong with it, tells me what it's going to cost to fix it. And I said, he said, but I'm not 100% sure that's what's wrong. I'm like, so I'm going to spend $300 for you to fix an old washing machine only to have you tell me that you fixed the wrong thing. I bought a new washing machine from Costco. It was there in four days. Easy, you know? I'm telling you, though, it's a big problem. I got a friend who owns a barbecue shop. This guy has, has loaded up with inventory because he says you're not going to be able to get barbecues and big green eggs and all these other things that he sells. Yeah. So he's got a massive inventory because he knows you're not going to be able to get them. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, even isn't there like a chip shortage? Like, Are you guys following yeah, this Yeah, chips story? are a problem right now, mm-hmm. especially for like electric vehicles and things of that and anything that has chips in them. But like electric vehicles, like, for example, my my lease is coming up in a couple of months and I want to get an EV. And, you know, I want to go – I'm thinking about if there's uh, – you know, anybody wants to uh, listen out there who's a Ford dealer. Um, I, I like the new Mustang EV, so I want to I I get in a Mustang EV, but I'm, I'm hearing that there's problems, not just with them, just in general with all EVs because of the chip shortage. Um, so I was like, hey, all right, I guess – I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to figure that out. I mean, I may wait a little longer to kind of see what's going on. Uh, but I was going to start visiting dealerships because I want to get an EV, and I really love the Mustang EV. I, it looks awesome. It looks so cool. Um, and, yeah, I know everyone tells me just get a Tesla, but I don't know. Like, Elon's just crazy. I don't know if I, I want to. I mean, maybe I end up getting that, but I, mean, I don't know. I'd you rather don't su- You don't want to support Elon Musk? I mean, you he's give just a money? crazy person, this mm-hmm. Elon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm. So, anyway. But yes, there is a chip shortage. I haven't seen the Mustang electric. Oh, bro, it's badass. Yeah. God, I used to have a Mustang 5.0, you know, with the rag top down so my hair could flow. Yeah. yeah. You know? (laughs) What are you, vanilla ice? That is more your speed. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. I sort of am, kind of. Yes. Are you you doing that to make up for the fact that you missed the eight mile reference the other day? Pretty much, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I had a really awesome Mustang. This is back in like the mid 90s. I'm telling you, convertible, 5.0, stick shift, dude. It was badass. But I haven't seen the conver- the uh, the Mustang electric. I'll take a look at it. Uh, Kent McGrath tweets us, and by the way, that is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. It says, I've been waiting for a quarter panel for my customer's car for three months, so hopefully the port operates 24 hours tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I'm telling you, man, it's it's hard to get stuff. It's been tough. You know, it's true, though, about Elon Musk. He is a very strange dude, and he also is a stock market manipulator. And he's and, you know, some people love him and say he's this revolutionary inventor and he's changed society. And other people think he's a whack job and don't like him. But that all being said, the Tesla is a nice car. I mean, I've got to admit, it's like it's like a hundred mile an hour golf cart. 
You know, the, there's no noise to it. It's just, and I love the self-driving thing. It's good. I mean, the cars are good. I even uh, like the whoopee cushion sound effect in the back seat. You know, that's fun too. And like so, the, the karaoke in the car, that's all. There's a lot to it. So my buddy Mo Dakhill, who uh, used to work in the NBA, worked for the for the Spurs and the Clippers, um, is listening. He's out in L.A. listening, and he's, he writes me, I'm listening to the show. Elon Musk is a real-life Bond villain. Yes! That is exactly what Elon Musk is. He's a real-life Bond villain. Good I don't description. Think any question. Yeah, he's just a crazy person, man. I don't know. You know, like, ah, I don't know. But I do like the Mustang. Look at Google it right now. Mustang EV. Pretty I am badass. looking at it right now. I am. I'm looking it's at nice. it right now. It's nice. Nice vehicle. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and, you know, the saving on gas thing would be nice, too. You know, there's I mean, credits dude, for been... that stuff. You can get yeah. credits from the state, credit from the government. Like, you know, you save some money. It's not as expensive as the sticker price because of all that. Dude, um, I have been driving back and forth between L.A. and San Diego so much, man. And the gas and the wear and tear and the mileage. I'm thinking to myself, why don't I get one of these electric cars especially one that drives on its own so that I can be tweeting and, and Instagramming while I'm driving. Well, technically you're supposed to have a hand on the wheel. Oh, you are. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, the car yeah. drove. If forward. not, it will like the little sensor will go off. Mm. Yeah. So you got to have at least a hand on the wheel just in case, you know? Okay. I didn't um, know that, but I, you know, what was the weirdest part. So my, both my brothers-in-law have a Tesla. And, um, so I, I, you know, when they came over, I, I test drove one of them. And, uh, the weirdest thing about the Tesla is to save on brakes when you lift off the gas mm -hmm. it starts to brake for you as opposed mm -hmm. to just slowing down it starts oh. to brake oh so it's kind of like a golf cart in that yeah, sense yeah that's what it is it's like a golf yeah. cart yeah 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 it's very weird very weird yeah there's um, no engine yeah speaking right right well it's battery powered um speaking of weird so you know scott you've been here for a while now you've been here for a couple years now Okay, or a little over a year. Mm -hmm. And you have heard the stories about me and Steve Mason and Sean McVay, right? Um, when you say the stories, what exactly well, should I Well, the story know? that, you know, basically, you know, Mason and I, the you know, in the past have had, our, our one big falling out was over Sean McVay a number of years ago. Was that because you wanted Sean McVay on your show oh, and you wanted Sean McVay okay, on his? Let me just, I'll get you up to speed real quick. Yeah, I feel like do. we've said this story 60,000 times, but yeah. I, I would just do it really quick. Thank you. So, Long story short, McVeigh appeared on Mason Ireland. Well, he still does, right? Appears on Mason Iron every week. Um, he one week he couldn't do it, so because of the timing, he ended up coming to my show. We told the story on the air. He didn't want to go with them; that he wanted to come on with me, and it created a problem. And I also probably went too far, is the way I would say. No, come on, not you. I, I did, and and we have since then, uh, you know, patched things up. The alliance okay. was born um, off of that. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like I, I, you know, I joke around that Sean is always so loose when he comes on this show, right? Um, whether it's with you and me or previously with you, me and LZ or just me and LZ or, you know, in the morning show when it was me and Key and LZ. Sean always very loose because we ask him a lot of goofy stuff. And then, you know, eventually we get to the football stuff. But he's very loose with us, okay? And, you know, I've been the common thread on that for a long time. So, um, you know, Mace... Mace wanted to get loose with him, I think. Uh, is, that, is that accurate, Laura, in the, with this sound? He wanted to get loose. So he asked him, like, a question about how many times he looks at himself in the mirror, right? Is that yeah. what he asked him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I was driving down the road. I heard same. this whole thing play out live on the radio. So I heard it all of great. this and went, oh, my goodness. This is, uh, this is interesting. Okay, I let's, knew. Let's, yeah. I knew when I heard it. I was like, this is going to the guys. <laughs> Um, all right, so immediately this uh, was brought to my attention. Um, and so Sh Sean comes on, and I, I don't know where they, they asked him about looking in the mirror. So Sean, you know, weaves in a mention about something he's doing off the field that perhaps if you're just a, I don't know, casual football fan and you watch football, you've seen what he's referring to. But Mason and our girl Momo, who I love as well, um, it just went right over their head. And he called them on it. And in a sense, like he was kind of blaming himself. Uh, but I want you guys to hear it. En enough of the setup. I want you guys to hear it because this, this did not go well. And, and I, am, I, am, I am going to stake my claim right now 
that Steve Mason may have his Ramley card revoked after this is what I'm going to say. And I feel like that is so near and dear to his heart. That is the way to punish him over something like this. Forget about me. It's the Ramley card that I feel may need to be taken away here. All right, play it, Laura. You're a sharp-dressed man. Uh, how many times a day do you look at yourself in the mirror? Yeah, I, I don't know that I think about it too much. I'm probably looking in the mirror a lot more in the offseason than I am during the season. So I'm more worried about seeing a good product on the field, but it's not bad to look okay, too. So as I have a, a bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup, you know, I'll take a look in the mirror. There you go. There you go. Um, let, how you, get my joke. You, you obviously haven't seen the commercial, have you? I haven't. I haven't. It was a sorry ass attempt at humor. I apologize. Oh, you don't no, have to apologize, it's Coach. Explain it. I think it's. I have sorry I'm in the ass. Campbell's chunky soup commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, believe me, I have sorry ass jokes all day long. Mm. So l- let me start here. You know, Steve Mason is out here talking about. Ramley, you know, he used to call it Section 6, whatever the section is now, all about the Ramley. And then I heard him say after the fact, okay, that he did not know that Sean was doing a commercial, okay? But this is the Chunky Soup commercial. Kaplan, would you say it's the most famous ongoing NFL commercial? Yeah, I would say when you think back to Chunky Soup and the relationship with the NFL, I think of guys like... Uh, Reggie White, you know, yeah. uh, uh, John Elway, um, Donovan McNabb, Brian Urlacher. I mean, just these are, you know, names that come to mind that have been guys who have Jerome been, Bettis. Yeah. Michael yeah. Strahan. Yeah. yeah. Big, some yeah. of the, the biggest names in the sport. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're part of the Ramley, shouldn't you know if your head coach is part of the Chunky Soup ad? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently not. So I feel like Steve Mason's Ramley card needs to be revoked because then he said, well, you know, I watched the red zone and then I'm at the Rams games. This plays every time there's an NFL game. You're going to tell me you don't watch Monday night football. You don't watch Sunday night football. Like it's on all the time. I haven't. I haven't. So really like at no point, Mace, have you just been watching TV and you just sort of ran across the chunky soup? Sean McVay commercial? Ha- really? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, mm. Weird. Mm. Mm. I did, though. I got to give Steve credit. Mace, I got to give you credit, my brother. I liked the way you kind of went with it and said, look, when was the last time you really watched something with commercials? I fast forward through commercials or I turn the channel or I'm watching the red zone or I'm at the Rams game. I mean, there was a there was a an attempt to say, look, it's it's reasonable. I mean, come on. Maybe I just missed it. I didn't know. I mean, there was at least the attempt to say it is somewhat reasonable to think that I may have missed that Sean McVay was in this Chunky Soup commercial. But I don't think everybody's buying it, per se. Um. Yeah. Listen, dude. I mean, I mean, forget about just a football game. Anytime you're watching sports content, that thing comes on now. Like, you're not watching ESPN? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Because I've seen it during the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when there's not a football game. Sometimes I wonder if he watches any games. You know? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll go that far. Yeah, but, I mean, he was at the Dodger game. I mean, l- listen, you know, I get you want to be at the games, but it's like, you know. And by the way, even if you, here's the thing. Okay, maybe he doesn't watch TV. Or maybe he doesn't watch games and he skips past the commercials. The Rams tweeted it on September 9th. I'm looking at it right here. The Rams tweeted the commercial. Yes. Now, that's another that's no another excuse. level. Yep, there's no excuse there. That's a whole different level. It's like, hey, Rams fans, um, you should check out some of this soup because our coach eats it. Plus, the algorithm with Mace being such a a card-carrying member of the Ramley, you'd think that the algorithm would know that based on who he follows and his interactions, and right. they would push that to the top of the list of things yeah. that he's going to see. Yeah. I'm disappointed, Mace. I think your Ramley card needs to be revoked. i got to be honest with you. You know, I've been thinking about this whole thing about the Rams, and, and one of the things I've been thinking I would like to do is I'd love to have, like, a pregame tailgate party where I tell everybody, okay, guys, we're going to meet at this lot. Uh, here's the landmark. 
Look for this vehicle. You know, everybody bring your own stuff, and let's have like a big pregame tailgate party before everybody goes into these Rams games. Because you know, I told everybody, I went to SoFi this past weekend for a Charger game, really a Browns game, but nonetheless, the next time I go, I'm going for a Rams game. I don't think I'll ever be back for a Charger game, but I want to go to all the Rams games. So I don't know if anybody's down with that, or if anybody's already got like a kick-ass tailgate party, maybe we'll just take yours over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I just feel like, uh, I you know, I'm not mad at Mace. I'm just disappointed. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's a horrible thing to say. It's so just, much worse than being yeah, mad. I mean, just right. disappointed yeah. that he wouldn't, as part of the Ramley, he wouldn't know that his coach, you know. And poor Sean McVay, to, like, trying to be funny and throw, throw them a bone. And... I know. You're always complaining that he's not as loose with you as he is with us, and then all of a sudden he's trying to be loose, and it goes over your head. What the hell? Hmm. I wonder if he went home and was like, dang, can't believe the joke didn't land. I or, mean, you know, one thing, Mace, is, you know, you, you, you know. I mean, go, you know, I mean, then you wonder why you weren't invited to the the wedding with him and Veronica. I haven't. I haven't. You know, you know what I would do if I were Steve Mason tonight? Yeah. I'll tell you what I would do. I run to the grocery store. I pick myself up a, a can of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Yeah. I put it in a bowl. I yeah. throw it in the microwave for 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And then I shoot myself a video going, hey, Coach McVeigh. Hey, this is really good soup. Really good. I got the chunky. Yeah, no, no, you're doing this. too much there. Yeah, no, oh, is that too much, really? That's too much, yeah. Oh. Moments passed. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, you got to give Sean McVay credit for this. You ready? Not only was he trying to land a good joke, but the the opportunity to throw in product placement. No, it was for, excellent. For it a was company great. that he now endorses, a, right? Great job by him. And just, yeah, whiffed. Whiffed. It's a shame. Yeah. It is a shame. I don't know. We'll have to see if his Ramley card uh, sticks beyond this. I, I would be di very. I'm very disappointed. Is what I would say. Has All everybody right. seen this commercial? I just want to make sure we're clear. Yes. That it's, yes, Capital. It's, it's, it's not just us. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. If I you would watch imagine, football, you've seen this. this you've commercial. seen it. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. Coming up next, somebody I'm not disappointed in, the Dodgers. One game for it all against your biggest rival. Who are your bunker guys? Who are the guys that you are trusting the most? in this next game. We'll get to that coming up in 90 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Orale. I know, I know. I'm, I'm just letting it play out a little bit. I want the people to hear it. No me gritas. That was in your ear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said it in my ear. All right, that's fine. Sorry. I just wanted it to play for a second. Sounds good. You know? What I said was I'm playing it for Urias because you're talking Dodgers. Oh, yes, I am. I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get there because we're gonna talk about our Dodger bunker guys here as they uh have a deciding game five coming up manana. Um but before we get to that, we have people who are calling about this Steve Mason. Should he have his Ramley card revoked after Reaction. not knowing the Sean McVay chunky soup commercial? As Sean McVay, as Kaplan pointed out, uh, tried to put a perfect uh, product placement in his appearance on Mason and Ireland with Momo today in for Ireland. So, but let's start with uh, who's the guy that wants to defend Mace? Nate. All right, Nate wants to defend Mace. Nate, what do you got? What's up, guys? Man, Steve Mason, he's, he's with it. He's with the Times. He's with us young guys. We don't, we don't watch TV commercials anymore. You know, this is on Campbell's, if anything, for not marketing in the right places to reach the younger audience. They need to be hitting us on social media, not commercials. Okay, Nate, That's Nate, thing. Nate, Nate. It's on Instagram and Twitter too, bro. <laughs> like it's not like I know, but if they're not getting in my feed, the algorithm that's that's on Twitter and, and Instagram. That's not on. But, Steve. but it's on, dude, man. But if you're Steve Mason, to Lindsay's point, and you're all you're doing is tweeting about I'm at the Rams game or I'm at you know an Instagram. I'm on the at the Rams game. I'm at SoFi. That algorithm's gonna hit you, bro. You know. Maybe you you should take a break on a four twenty. Uh, you know, at a four twenty in the afternoon one day and check it out if you're really a Rams fan. Got to know your coach is in the biggest commercial in the NFL. 
Yes, Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor. I, I feel you there, but I gotta say, Steve, just because he missed a commercial, don't mean he gets the Ram the Ramley card taken. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right, Nate. Well, Thank Nate, you dog, me. you know you, it is good. One thing you got to give Mason a ton of credit for. I mean, this is what an experienced professional radio man can do. When the coach put it to him, like you haven't seen my commercial. A lot of guys would have been like, oh, no, 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 of course I've seen it. Co- I just I wasn't thinking about that. I was, uh, no, Mason was like, no, coach, actually, I have not seen it at all. You know, he didn't go a step yep, beyond, which, which, which he didn't go like, and I don't like Chunky Soup. I mean, he just was like, no, coach, I just I haven't seen it, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I got to admit, the last time I seen a Chunky Soup commercial was with Clay Matthew, I think. They, uh, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. All right. I got you. But, you know. Dak Prescott was in them, what, last year? Yeah, year Dak was in a lot of them, yeah. yeah. That's right. And also, if you're watching Sunday night or Monday night football, are you really, like, are you really, I, I can't find myself, like, I, I don't want to be behind on the game because I always will watch these games on Sunday night and Monday night with Twitter up. So are you going to literally rewind the game 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it is and not, I mean, I don't know, I watch on social media as well, like as like a second screen. So I, I don't know. I just don't – I don't buy that you, you – you, look, maybe some people do, but I think most people that watch uh, these games are, are watching with their phone in their hands. And Chunky Soup good? I don't even know. Is Chunky Soup I good? I don't know. I haven't had – I've never had it, actually, now that I think about it. Anybody so. ever have it? Because it seems like it's got, like, yeah, a nice-looking broth. Looks like it's got some, uh, some meat in there. Looks yeah. like it's got vegetables, but what I always think is it's in a can. It's been sitting on the shelf, so, like, what's the deal? The whole know? idea yeah, can- is that, like, the regular Campbell's soup is, mm-hmm. you know, the traditional stuff, like chicken right. with stars and chicken noodle. It's kind of it's kind of lame, you know? Like It's, just it's your- brothy. Yeah. It's more brothy. Yeah, yes. this is, like, a, one of those. I, I think it might you might not even have to add the water to it. I think it's just you pour the can in a bowl. Yeah, and you're ready to roll. Yeah. You just microwave it up, and you're good to go. Yeah. You guys so. think Sean McVay's eating chunky soup? I mean, I'm sure he's had to have a few. It's yeah. good. I think it's good. It's a good soup. If I had to buy a canned soup, I'd probably buy that or yeah. the Progressive. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Oh, Progressive brand yeah. soup? It's mm-hmm. good. It's, it's good more of the blue can, right? Chicken and, chicken and uh, Stars or Chickarina. That's what it is. Chickarina. Yeah. Yeah. Most right, to... sounds good right about now, just by yeah. the way. Oh, there you have it. Uh, let's go to Michael and Pico Rivera. Michael. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm actually calling to defend Mason as well. Um, go for it. I mean, I, I watch Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. I mean, yeah, like, I don't. I don't really watch the commercials either. I just put it up. I just either I'm talking to my friend or whoever is next to me. I mean, honestly, people don't really listen or listen or watch commercials anymore. So you can you're gonna have to kind of give Mason the benefit of the doubt that he actually has never seen it. I mean, to to be to tell him that he should have his Ramsey card revoked. You know, it's kind of petty, if you guys. Uh, it is petty, but I would also say accurate. Like you can't be the biggest Rams fan and not know your coach is in the biggest commercial in football. At the he's time. not. He's, he's not saying he's trying to be the biggest Rams fan. He's just. I mean, no. Yeah, he fan. is. Let's be real. Yes, yes he one hundred percent is. Yes, he is. You know what they should do? If you're chunky soup, one thing you should do, and maybe they already do it, yeah. but I've already told you, I haven't yet been to a Rams game in SoFi Stadium. They should run the commercial. During the game, like during timeouts, you know, they, they run a whole bunch of spots for every other company in the world. Yeah. If, if you use Sean McVay as your spokesperson, you got this good-looking young coach who's like the hottest coach in football. And by hot, I don't mean necessarily like he's super smoking sexy hot. I mean, I mean like, he is that too. I think he's kind of sexy. That, yeah, but, but he's also like the guy that everybody's always ripping off his assistants. If he's the hottest guy in the NFL and you got the greatest stadium on the planet and you're trying to reach as many people as you can – I think Chunky, and maybe they already are, but they should be running these commercials during Rams games in the stadium. Well, and again, here's the deal. It's on social media everywhere. You're a talk show host. (laughs) You're going to tell me you're not watching. I mean, I can understand if Michael and Pico Rivera is not all over the Rams Twitter or Instagram, but, you know, we're all scouring for content every day, aren't we? I haven't. I haven't. Yes, you are. You know what? Actually, I'm not going to blame Mason. I know who I'm going to blame. Greg. It's not me. Who? Yep, that's Greg. Greg. That's on Greg. Bergman. <laughs> Greg. It's Bergman's fault. He's the producer of the show. How has that not gotten in front of him? He should have played the commercial on the air. Yeah, or, there you go. You know, Mason, you're exonerated. It's Bergman's it. fault. There you go. You yeah. guys are so mean to Greg. <laughs> well, I mean, Greg should have said to him, I guess, I mean, this is a fair point. I think it's like, hey, hey, Mace. Have you seen the uh, new Chunky Soup commercial with, with McVeigh? And then Mace could be like, no, I haven't. I No, I haven't. 
And then, and then Bergman goes, well, here, let me show it to you on your phone so that this way, when you want to try and loosen them up, talk chunky soup. <laughs> there you go. So it's all Greg's fault, Mace. Don't worry, you're good. Uh... All right, listen, Dodgers, big game, game of the year, biggest rival, deciding to see who goes on to the NLCS. Who's in your bunker, Kaplan? Who's in my bunker? Who? Uh, how many Dodgers do I get to take in my bunker? I mean, as many as you need. I don't know. That I means a big bunker. Is it a small bunker? I mean, it's up to you. Your bunker is your size. I'll take three guys. You take three guys. Okay, that's fair. By the way, I just would like to add that Dave uh, Roberts has mentioned that Max Scherzer could be in his bunker, could be available for Game Five. So uh, I would bet on that if I had to. But go, give me the guys. Corey Seager. Yeah. Justin Turner. Yeah. Mookie Betts. Okay, see, I'm going to go Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Julio Urias. Can't argue that one. Okay. Julio Urias saved their season already. Julio Urias will save their season one more time. How about Walker Bueller, though? Nah. After last night. He's already done. I can't put him in my bunker for game five. He's not oh, pitching for in game five. Yeah, you can I right. mean, game four. He's not pitching in game five. So He did help you know? save the season, though. He did. He did. I mean, listen, I would say he di- he did, but we're talking game five here. You know, this is a dis- it is an elimination game yesterday. Yeah. But this is game five for all the marbles. Yeah. I mean, Justin Turner, to me, like not only does he look like a character out of Game of Thrones, which I love. Yes. And then I also really love that his name gets nixed out by his pine tar on his bat. And, and you know, I love that about him. But. That's the kind of guy that even this last offseason, when there was talk about would he be back, I mean, that's a heart and soul kind of player. Uh, Mookie Betts can do so many things from hitting a home run last night to the incredible throw he had from right field to third base a couple nights ago. Uh, he's the kind of guy you always want to have with you. And I, I feel like Corey Seager's a guy that we should all be thinking about, not that Trey Turner was brought here to replace him, but Trey Turner can play another position and Seager can still play short because that's what makes this team better is having this much talent. So those are my three guys. Listen, there are other guys on this team that I would, I would bunker down with, including a guy like Cody Bellinger, who I know everybody was so down on Bellinger all year. Get him he's off playing, this team. He's playing pretty well. Yeah. That's, that's why when you're, a, when you're a player and you're down and you're struggling and you don't have any confidence, it requires a manager or a coach to keep propping you up, to keep giving you opportunity, to believe in you so that you eventually believe in yourself. That's what I think Dave Roberts has done for Cody Bellinger this year. Uh, yeah, he, he's tried to do everything he can to make sure that he's got some semblance of confidence. Let me sneak in Anthony real quick. Anthony, what do you got? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I'm gonna, I got to back my boy Mason up, man. He was probably high and getting high during the commercial time, <laughs> and then fair. maybe he saw it, but he yeah. just forgot that he saw it. Yeah, that's fair. I also I just blame Greg then. That's just kind of the way I feel like we should go about this. Thing. But if you're really good and high and you're watching TV and you see the McVeigh Chunky Soup commercial, that should inspire you to want to get some Chunky Soup. You're like looking at it, you're like... What if you don't like soup, though? Mm. Well, it's not really a soup. It's kind of a meal is the way they, they sort of advertise it. You know, yeah, it's brothy and it's got some liquid to it, but there's a whole bunch of protein and veggies in here, so... Yeah. I guess you got to look at it as more of a meal and less of a soup. Although yeah, they call I, it chunky I'm, soup. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with blaming Greg. I feel like that's an easy compromise for everybody. Works for me. Yeah. When in doubt, blame Bergman. Yeah, pretty much. Corporate blame Greg. Bergman. Hashtag. That's a good. It works. It, there's you know two B's. Blame Bergman. Yeah. He's going like to be it. so upset when he hears this. By the way, and then he's going to yeah. come flying for me. He's going to want a piece of me, Bergman. Yeah. Yeah, we'll blame you. Well, he feels like I'm the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, big deal or no deal? Everyone's favorite segment here in the 6 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Christopher. Speaking of big deals, a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000. Sam and Ash Injury Law because you deserve what's right. What's right, Lindsay? Well, what's right is last night was a huge deal for us at ESPN as far as the NHL goes because Mm. the NHL is back on ESPN and the ratings are in for last night's opening night. The 8 o'clock game, the Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay game, had about 983,000 viewers and then the later game, Seattle-Las Vegas, had 783,000 viewers. That's a lot. And for comparison, NHL's opening nights in 2019... Got 724,000 viewers for the 8 o'clock game and only 379,000 viewers for the 11 o'clock game. So that later game is almost, it's over double the amount of viewers. Uh, Are these ratings for the NHL games on ESPN last night a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Big deal. Big deal because, Cap, you and I have talked about this. When, um, when hockey went away from ESPN back in the 90s to NBC Sports Network or you know whatever it was at the time, I felt like it was one of those things that it kind of came off my radar. And I really stopped paying attention to hockey in the regular season after that. Now, look, in the playoffs, you know, I'd always kind of find it or whatever, and, but it wasn't top of mind. But because I have ESPN on all the time, and I probably would have ESPN all the time on all the time if I didn't work at ESPN, I would probably still watch more hockey. Last night, I watched a little bit. I mean, it was on. I may not have been watching intently, but it was on. And I think that just that alone uh, will help the NHL because they're going to be talked about on all the shows, or at least on a good chunk of them. And more people just have the channel on. Yeah, I'm. I, this one is weird. I'm, I'm going to go big deal, but here's why. Because not only is the NHL now on ESPN, which again... My natural inclination is every time I turn on a television, my immediate channel, my first go-to channel is always ESPN. So when I go there, there's hockey, and I'm more inclined to stay on it. Like, for example, right now, there's WNBA basketball on ESPN, and it's just on in the background. It's not something I'm interested in or watching or paying attention to. I don't even know who's playing. So the NHL being on the ESPN is a big deal. But do you know this, George? Do you know that the, that the NHL is now also on TNT? Yes. So even on a night like tonight, this is the after effect of the NHL being on on ESPN. For me, it's, oh, who's got the NHL tonight? Oh, TNT. Oh, this is Wayne Gretzky shooting pucks at Charles Barkley. This is kind of cool and interesting. So the NHL being on ESPN immediately makes me more interested in the NHL. And like you, it fell off my radar for the years that it's been on the NBC Sports Network because I couldn't find it. Uh, I mean, listen, we, we agree wholeheartedly. So on to the next one. All right, so speaking of things switching networks, for the first time in almost three decades, the Scripps National Spelling Bee will not be aired on ESPN. Instead, oh. the 2022 national competition will be shown on two Scripps-owned networks on Ion and Bounce, and people are not happy about it. Yeah, according no to a, I know. According to a press release, the Scripps National Spelling Bee will air live on two of America's most popular broadcast television networks in 2022, making it accessible to the widest audience in its nearly 100-year history. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've never even heard of Ion or Bounce. But is the Scripps Spelling Bee leaving ESPN a big deal or no deal, Cap? It's a huge deal. Um, here's the thing. I'm not a Spelling Bee fan. I don't watch any other spelling bees. Okay. It just so happens. Same situation. Turn on ESPN. It's like, Ooh, what's this new sport? Spelling. Is yeah. it a sport? It goes viral because it's on ESPN, right? Right. It's, it's gotta be a sport because it's on ESPN. It's kind of like when poker had a really big run on ESPN and you're like, I'm not really into poker, but I'm watching it because it's on ESPN. It, when the spelling bee moves from ESPN, I will never see it again. Never. Now, now, listen, if you put, what's the name of that, that dog show? Is it Westminster Dogs? Is yes. that what it's called? Yeah, it's yeah. no longer on ESPN. It's on Fox, I think. Now. Okay, see, if that were on ESPN, I'd watch it. The fact that it's not, I don't know where it is. So, I mean, listen, I really think that if you want to have exposure to sports fans, you get onto ESPN. That's why the NHL came running back. Yeah. All right, next, on to the next one. A Midwestern meat market 
is selling sausages with Cap's favorite candy wrapped inside. Candy corn. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, The odd Halloween treats are advertised on Jennifer Street's Market's Facebook page, where they're billed as Spooktoberfest bratwursts. Despite the sausages' unusual appearance, the Madison, Wisconsin-based butcher promises the Midwestern delicacy is a slightly sweet and not scary at all. Are these candy corn bratwursts a big deal or no deal, Sedano? It's a big deal. It's a big deal because it's such a damn travesty. That's why it's a big deal. I don't know who, what kind of diabolical mind felt that this was necessary to ruin sausage, okay? A food that I believe most people who are in the uh, non-vegan category uh, enjoy, right? I would say, you know, it's certainly in the discussion amongst meats that people enjoy. To, to just desecrate it like they have with candy corn, of all things. I mean, listen, I've seen sausage filled with cheese, filled with, you know, other meats even. But to fill it with candy corn, the grossest candy ever created, it's just diabolical. It really is something that a villain in a movie would create. So I'm going to go big deal here as well. But the thing is, I love candy corn. And I realize it's just like eating a block of sugar. But I love candy corn. I don't know what you guys don't like about candy corn. It's like one of my favorite Halloween candies. I love it. It's gross. But having a candy corn in a sausage, here's my question for everybody. Do you put sausages in people's Halloween bags? Trick or treat. Have a sausage, kid. Absolutely not. I mean, it just, I love candy corn. And I love sausage. However, candy corn in the sausage does not sound good, and I wouldn't even try it. I have an idea, Cap. I think what you should do on Halloween is give out the candy corn sausages to the trick-or-treaters that come to your house, and let us know how that goes. Let me ask you guys, isn't Halloween this year on a Sunday? So if it's on a Sunday, should I anticipate trick-or-treaters yeah. on Sunday, or will people celebrate Halloween on a Saturday and trick-or-treat on the Saturday, October 30th? I think usually the cities make that rule, but I feel like a Sunday is a good day for trick-or-treating. Like You'll probably more than you would mm-hmm. on a weekday. Because the Dead and Company are playing at the Hollywood Bowl right around that time. And I don't know if it's like the 29th, 30th, and 31st. I'm, there, It's right in there. And so I want to go to that. I don't really want to be home to service trick-or-treaters with sausages. Mm. Thank God for that. I mean, I really love candy corns, but that's gross. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I'm glad you agree. It's kind of like they're taking the uh, pumpkin spice trend and yeah. trying it with candy corn, and it's just way too far. But what happens when you grill the sausage? Does the candy corn melt Who into cares? it? Who cares? It's gross. Yeah, it's gross, bro. Oh, it's man, gross. that's like, nasty yeah, on to the next think one. about Go. it. Go. It's Go. gross. On to the next one. On to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of meat, prices for meat are up noticeably in recent months. Pork chops are up 7%, wow. and bacon has skyrocketed nearly oh 28% percent since last year. Whoa. Yeah, the highest price on bacon. Yeah, wow. the highest in 40 years. Mm-hmm. Meats, poultry, fish, and eggs now cost you 10.5% more than they did yeah. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Well, the head of a top meat processing company warns that the cost of steak could get so exorbitant that it'll be a luxury item only reserved for special occasions, similar to champagne. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I think it's a really big deal. Um, I feel like we're we're in for uh, something that's going to happen in the economy. I'm not an economist. I don't really know how to handle money very well, so I'm not the right person to give any suggestions. Um, but I feel, my gut tells me, that something's going on here. You know, like people got a lot of free money over the course of COVID, and now we're going to have to pay the piper in some way. And it just seems like everything is going up. We were talking earlier today about shortages on products and the inability to get things delivered. I feel like we're all going to see massive amounts of price hikes. And, you know, makes me think that maybe tonight I want to go have a steak somewhere before I can no longer afford a steak. So I think it's a big deal. Um, Yeah, it is a big deal. Uh, Look, understanding that this was a a once-in-a-lifetime event, um, and it's been dealt with with two separate administrations, so this is not some sort of political statement. Um, And also, by the way, money printing has gone on regardless of party affiliation 
uh, dating back, I mean, if you want to go way back to like the 1940s after World War II. I mean, they financed World War II basically that way. And that every time that happens, interest rates are then kept artificially low and the money gets printed because they need, you know, situations, the depression or whatever is, you know, financing a war, whatever's transpired. Um, their resolution is, uh, whoever's been in office, is to print money. And that devalues your currency. It debases your currency. Hence, it creates inflation, which means it impacts goods and services of pretty much every type. Um, and it also includes assets. It's why housing prices are so expensive. So, yes, the answer, you're, you're right, Cap, but to add a little more um, uh, details to it, that's just basically the deal. And it has happened um, for nearly 100 years. There you go. So, on to the next one. One more. All right, well, shortly after Pittsburgh's win over Denver this weekend, Cruz discovered that someone had released a relative's ashes in the facility. The ashes were spread partially in the stands and on the edge of the field. But Heinz Field Management is making itself abundantly clear fans are not allowed to scatter a loved one's ashes anywhere inside the stadium. But the thing is, it's actually completely legal, according to the Funeral Consumer Alliance of Pennsylvania, which is actually a thing, the state does not have a law that controls where someone can scatter ashes. But it is suggested that those wishing to do so on private land ask permission of the owner. Uh, Here's what the team had to say, quote, While we respect those fans who may be interested in honoring a family member by spreading their family's ashes inside the stadium, Heinz Field cannot accommodate those requests due to state and local regulations. Uh, The team said that fans have made similar requests in the past, but they've responded by saying that this type of action is not permissible. Is the idea that people want to spread ashes at Heinz Field or any sports stadium a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, Big deal, sure. Uh, I would agree with also the... uh the team that is probably not sanitary um, and probably not the place to do it. And perhaps there is a better way to make that happen with, by alerting the team and they can find like a place for that. Um, but who uh, look, I mean, I'm, I'm an ash per I'm an ashes person. Uh, my dad wanted to be cremated. He was, my mom wants to be cremated whenever she passes away. I am also uh, of that. I, there is a place um, in the ocean a specific place in the ocean that I, I told my wife I would like for her to spread my ashes. I mean, if she wants to, like, there's no need to spend money on a plot or anything like that. Although my wife says, no, I want a plot. I want you to visit me if I go first. I want you to make sure there's a plot for me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't need that. But if you want it, we'll make that happen. Um, but there are some people that need a plot. Are you a plot person, Kaplan? Or are you an ashes person? You, you know, I'm I'm probably more of a plot person. I don't. I am not surprised. But honestly. here's why, though. Like my grandparents <laughs> all have plots and you yeah. know tombstones. Not that they're like big ones, you know. Um, and and it is a cemetery. And I every time I go back down to Florida, it's like, oh, I'm going to go visit grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. One's in Miami. One's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, my parents. It's funny you say that. My parents, they already have bought plots. They've they've you know paid for funerals. They're yeah. like, listen, when we go, everything's handled. Yeah, All you my mom do- and my mom had the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But but you see, and and the thing is, is like when you're Jewish, cremation is considered not something that you do. Oh, oh so okay. so I've always kind of grown up brainwashed like that. But let me ask you this way: if you were going to be cremated and and have your ashes spread at your favorite sports facility. These people wanted it at Heinz Field. They're Steelers fans. Where you mentioned the ocean, but if it was a sports oh, facility, no, where would you I want wouldn't it? want it at a sports facility. I wouldn't. I mean, maybe where I grew up watching games the most. So I guess like the where I mean, but it's not the Orange Bowl anymore. It's Marlins Park. I mean, who the hell wants their ashes spread at Marlins Park? I kind of yeah. get it though. Like my friend who just passed away was the biggest Steelers fan. It's funny that this is a, a thing in the news this week. The biggest Steelers fan I've ever met in my life wore like special Steelers customized cleats. Every Sunday to watch the games, hardcore, crazy Steelers fan. And I feel like that's something that, had he been cremated, I feel like that's something he'd probably want. So I kind of get why people want to do that. But, me, you know, I, I, I also see why it would be like a sanitary health weird yeah, Don't ask. Thing, don't know? ask the team. Just go and do it and, and try and like do it when people. nobody's watching. Yeah, because they got away you with know? it, you know, so yeah. to speak. For me, I would, I, would, I would have my ashes spread at the finish line at the racetrack at Del Mar. Spread my ass. George, please, if this happens, okay, no plot, cremate me and spread my ashes at the finish line at Del Mar. 
Okay, fair enough. We'll, I want to we'll, be we'll buried in a in a pod, one of those organic pods, and then have a tree planted over me. Uh, all right, there you go. Lauda, Lauda, are you a plot person or a? Uh... Look, man, cremate me so you all know I'm dead and I'm gone. Like, cause you never know, they could bury you alive. I don't know. Um, that's one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cremate me. <laughs> my my grandfather used to say to me, Laura. He's like, listen, when I die, when they close that casket. You go and reopen the casket, and you make sure I'm really dead. You know, uh, is that sure, really a thing? Yeah, like my—I don't know if it's really Yo, a thing. My, my grandfather family, was paranoid yeah. like that. My my grandfather was paranoid, and and you know the thing is, my my two grandparents on my father's side—they're not even buried. They're in like a vault, in like a building, at a cemetery, a mausoleum. A mausoleum. Yes, a mausoleum. Right. So I'm like. Do they really stay there or like in the middle of the night? Do people come and take them and like they just leave the stone? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm very paranoid about yeah, that whole industry. Of course they leave them there. Well, you think they're going to open and close all those damn stones every day? Dude, what people say like, you know, like that they used to uh, take out bodies to bury new ones. So that's why like my mom's like, you got to check every 10 years if I'm still there when I die. <laughs> it's like a thing. That's Dig like, me just... up and check. <laughs> I was like, just cremate me, make it easy. I don't know. Yeah, it's cheaper too. I watch a lot of true crime, and I was actually saying when I was at a cemetery recently, you know, if not to be like weird or gross or morbid or anything, but if you're a serial killer, the perfect place to bury a body would be in a cemetery with like fresh dirt, you know? Because who's gonna check that? Yo, I'm oh, out. This that studio. is weird and gross and morbid. <laughs> That's it. Uh oh, Laura's terrified. Now. I was like, I'm out, bro. I'm out. <laughs> All right, that is a big deal, no deal. Each and every day at six thirty. This one was a little extended version. Uh, coming up next, though, I do want to get one last look at the Lakers situation because LeBron had something very interesting to say uh, about their preseason game last night with their new big three. So we'll touch on that real quick. Go ahead, Kaplan, sing it. I'm still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still alive. Let me tell you something. When Eddie Vedder sang this song at the Ohana Festival about two weeks ago, it was so emotional and religious for those of us that were there because it was. It was like, hey, that song was back in the 90s alive, but it's 2021, and those of us that are here, we made it. We're here, you know? And everything that's gone on in the world in the last year and a half, we are alive, and it was religious. Your Eddie Vedder is so much more Bob Dylan. I feel like Bob Dylan is like, oh, yeah, oh. that's Whereas what you just did. More nasally no. is what no. you're saying. You know where? Oh, I still see because it's hey, I'm still alive. I ain't Bob Dylan. Come on. I think on our on our food tour, we should make a last stop at like a karaoke bar. Oh, dude, I'm so down for a karaoke session. A sesh? Yeah, a karaoke sesh. Um, I just sent, so Lindsay, this tree thing you were talking about, you just sent it in the chat. Um, so burial pods that turn bodies into trees and are an eco-friendly alternative to coffins. Now that is interesting. Now it is, it was in an episode of Ted Lasso recently. Um, and I knew I had heard it before and it was, uh, you know, I'm just telling you it's in there. I'm not gonna tell you who said it or who did it uh, on the air. You guys can figure it out when you get to it. Um, but it, 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 that's where I heard it. I'm like, where have I heard this before? It's a good <laughs> so idea. It, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in an episode of Ted Lasso. Um, I, so I just sent it to my wife. I said, uh, we're talking about this on the air, and she goes, hard pass. And I said, what? You can, you can visit my tree. And she's like, put my ass in a box in the ground, plant an avocado tree in my honor. But I mean, what about like putting your body in an organic burial pod that's made to, it's made with special material that's going to help you, what, what's the word, decompose properly, you know, into the soil and whatever. What about that is weirder than putting your body inside a box with like right. pillows inside of it? Where you're just gonna like decompose and have like worms. No, and that stuff. is super weird. You're right. It's I, I'm just with as you. weird, that, if not weirder. It, agreed. I totally agree. I'm with you on that. That's why I would prefer the cremation part. See, and while Lindsay's showing you about how to turn your dead body into an organic tree, I also posted in our group chat. I've got a party this Saturday night with yeah. a friend of mine. She's turning fifty, and she's put a theme together. It's an enchanted forest party, mm -hmm. and you have to show up in costume. And my girlfriend bought me a costume of a tree. So you're seeing it here in our group chat that this is the costume that I'm going to rock on Saturday night. I'm going to go as a tree 
to an enchanted forest party, whatever that means. Nice. So you're basically going as the Stanford mascot. Kind of. I mean, I, I feel like I look like the tree in uh, Game of Thrones, the one that uh, they go talk to. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. thinking Wizard of Oz, the one who yells at her. The tree that yells at Dorothy? Yes. That's what it looks like to me. Mm. He's know. like, hey, what are you doing? Because she pulls a, an apple off of it. He's like, what are yeah. you doing? That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Bob Dylan pulling an apple. Yeah. Not really, not at all. Actually. No, I liked your I liked your impression though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of scary, yeah. I think that the results for the Lakers in the preseason have been a little scary to some. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell everyone, relax. Oh, okay? Aaron Rodgers. Well, just like I told you when everyone's all freaking out about, oh my god, I'm gonna play the Cardinals in one game six, ah, one game. Ah. And I was just like, relax. Dodgers are gonna win. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, it was very tense, though. It wasn't exactly like some easy win. Okay, it doesn't matter. They won, right? True. Piece of cake. All right? <laughs> Lakers are going to be Tomorrow fine. a piece of cake? is. By the way, is game five against the Giants also No, a that's different. It's a rivalry game. That, that's different. It's different. It's a little different. Okay. Um, now, I still think the Dodgers will win because I believe in Julio Urias. Uh, but mm-hmm. in regards to the Lakers, I think people just need to have patience. And we live in a world where nobody has patience. And you got three guys playing together, one guy in particular in Russell Westbrook, who, look, rightfully so, people say, yeah, I question the fit a little bit because it's not necessarily an ideal fit. Now, it is a fit LeBron is somewhat familiar with from his days playing with Dwayne Wade because they have a similar skill set, albeit not exactly the same. But I, I think that as long as they're healthy, they will figure this thing out because I'd rather have more talent and figure out how to how to make it fit, then not have as much talent and have have to have guys overachieve, which is what some teams try to do. The more stars, give me the stars, I'll figure out the way how that works. Maybe I'm naive, but here's my perception. You take these three guys, and I'm I'm using the big three, not the rest of the guys on the team, but you take these three guys that are so good and have so much experience, and with no set plays and with no set defense, with nothing other than here's the ball, go out there and run, guys. I just feel like you take these three guys and you put them on the floor. Again, no set offense, no set defense, just go run. I feel like they can they can beat pretty much anybody in the NBA. And by the way, what Brooklyn is dealing with all of a sudden, they're down to the big two. Yeah. I, I think the, the bigger question for me, the Lakers, is less about offense. I think that will figure itself out, although they've been turnover heavy in the preseason, is defense. And, and look, we'll, we'll talk about it. We've got plenty of time to talk about it. I think those first 20 games are going to be very much touch and go and kind of feeling each other out, and, and you know we'll see what the results are. But I, I would not overreact to anything in the first 20 games of this season. All right, we're done here. Kaplan, excellent work as always. Yeah, nice job today, Georgie Sedano. All right, great job, Laura and Lindsay. Uh, we will talk to you mañana. We have a short show because of the Los Angeles Lakers, but have fun tonight, and we'll talk to you then. See you.